welcome to Coming Up for Air, the Allies in Recovery podcast, with hosts Laurie McDougall, Kayla Solomon, and Dominique Simone Levine. Okay, so ladies, today's topic is hitting the wall. Talk to me about it. What what does it mean to hit the wall? All right. So for me, hitting the wall is that I've been doing and trying and being my most positive, effective, insightful self. And it doesn't matter (laughs) because things are not changing. The behaviors of other people around me are still like in my face and not shifting. And I feel like I'm doing everything I could do. And it's not having the impact that I wanted to have. That's my definition. And then I just want to give up. You just want to give up. Okay. I'm going to kind of add a little bit in here because this is what I think hitting the wall is. I think the wall is actually imaginary. And I think that you feel like you're hitting a wall, but it's just an indication that you need to pause and gain your strength back that there actually isn't a wall there. It's just a time. It's just everything is building up in a way that's telling you, you need to step back. You need to take care of yourself. You need to calm yourself down. You need to get the help that you need in order to push forward again. And once you get through the wall, actually everything is going to settle down. It always does. Nothing ever stays the same. It always does. And I see lots and lots of families in my group that I see, oh, oh, I've never thought of it this way, but oh, they're hitting the wall right now. They're standing in front of the wall. And what what are they going to do? And it's usually a time when there's lots of tears, lots of frustration, lots of anxiety and worry that this isn't going to work or it's not going anywhere. We're not getting anywhere. And um, oftentimes, as someone who's coaching and who's kind of already been through it, I get the opportunity to say, stick with it. Yep, you do. You need to step back. You need to take care of yourself, engage in one self-compassion and do some self-care so that you can bring the best to the table. But you can also get through that wall. And it's amazing what will happen once you get on the other side of that wall that the dust often settles and it settles in a way that's different than it was when you were on the other side of the wall. I see it often. I see. And that's one of the wonderful things I think about the group where we have new people that come into the group that are just overwhelmed, frustrated beyond everything. And then I've got people that have been there for quite a while and they are there to encourage and say, come on, we're going to pull you through. You you just stay with it. We're going to pull you through and get you to the other side. And I know this is a frustrating and a, and a very difficult time that you're going through, but on the other side of it, you're going to see some positive movement here. Yeah. And I want to just add that what you talked about is nothing ever say, stays the same. I just want to like throw in here that even if things are going well, you're going to wind up back at the wall because <laughs> yeah. it's like, that's life. It's like, okay, things, you know, wow, I'm, I'm in a rhythm and my, my loved one's doing pretty well. And part of the wall that gets created with, with us, with allies is that 
we're working with people who have this ongoing issue. And even when they're doing well, that doesn't necessarily last. So you take a breath, they're doing well. It's like, oh, I know everybody's waiting for the other shoe to drop, but you still get a little bit of a break. And then, you know, this is what I'm seeing in certainly my life that you think, okay, something shifted. This is great. And then all of a sudden it feels like you're back to square one and you feel like we just did this. Why are we doing this again? And it came up in our group this week because somebody actually who's never angry absolutely was in their the height of their anger. And it's like, you get to be angry. You get to be angry. And that was the question that got, came up in the group is, are you allowed to be angry at your loved one? Are you allowed to express anger? So that's my question today. So what you're saying, Kayla, and I say this all the time, what you're basically saying is, Feel your feelings, feel them. If you're angry, it is okay for you to be angry. It is really okay for you to be angry. If you're sad, it's okay for you to be sad and feel your feelings. Don't try and avoid it. Just be in it. You're supposed to have challenging feelings when that happens. When things are wonderful and glorious and everything's going smoothly, you're supposed to have warm, fuzzy feelings. You're supposed to feel joy and, and love. And, and But when things aren't going well, you're supposed to feel awful. You're supposed to have challenging feelings. So feel your feelings on both ends of it, right? Feel the joy, feel the anger, feel it all. And I also think that, and I just kind of want to throw this added piece in there, and I totally understand this because I went through this. I often talk about how a loved one in the early stages of recovery, and I mean very early stages, are often white knuckling it. They're spending all of their time just saying, don't drink, don't, don't use, don't use, don't use, don't use. But they also aren't feeling their feelings because if they feel their feel, they're pushing those feelings down because if they feel their feelings and they're more likely to use and they just have so much to deal with that all they can deal with is don't drink, don't use, don't smoke. It's the same for the family member. It's the same thing. We're white knuckling it. I remember being in a group some people that I love at their home at a party and telling myself, do not enjoy this, do not. Because if you enjoy this, when the shoe drops or when the hammer drops, it felt more like a hammer than a shoe, you have a lot farther to fall and feel negative. So if you feel joy and then the hammer drops, you're gonna go into the deeps, the depths of hell, I'm gonna say, right? And that makes it very challenging. But it actually wasn't until we interviewed this woman on Coming Up for Air. Her name is Pam Ricard. And she said something to me. She said, oh, no, dear, you need to feel your feelings. Feel all of them and appreciate all of them. Even those challenging feelings, they're there for a reason. And it was like, oh, I finally got it. Oh, I am supposed to be on a roller coaster ride. And what I really need to do is start to enjoy it even the difficult feelings. And you asked the question, Kayla, are we allowed to express it? I think we are. I think we should express it. I just think we need to do it in appropriate ways. So it's not, you jerk, I hate you. I'm so angry at you. I could just punch you in the face. 
that is not appropriate. But being able to say, you know what, right now, I'm really angry and I need to walk away. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. And in fact, I would encourage people to do it because this is the first time maybe that your loved one is learning that their actions affect other people. They're not going to like it. Trust me. They're like, oh, you know, they're going to come up with all sorts. Well, it's you and you, you know, oh yeah, sure. Walk away and, you know, all sorts of things. But it's the first time that they're I can almost guarantee you that in their own mind, they're doing everything to avoid the fact that their actions affect you, but it's important that they hear it and that they know it. But I think what you said is a key piece, which is you express it very briefly because what we all know, and one of the skills that we teach is the communication and active listening, but there's also a way to speak that is actually much more effective and the policy that I try to do and often unsuccessfully is less is more. Because if I say, I'm really angry, I'm going to walk away, it is much more powerful than me going on and on and on and on about what I'm angry about and how frustrated I am and whatever. It's like you express the feeling and then leave the mystery. That's what I like to think about it is like, let the person sit with it and think about it because that's where the work happens, not with you ranting and then putting up their shield and getting all defensive and pushing you away. If you say, I'm really angry, I'm going to walk away, you leave them with the thinking about it, the processing of it. If you go through the rest of the stuff, you leave them with nothing. And so I think it's like this power step of like, oh, you know, I'm angry. I I'm I'm really too angry. I can't talk right now. And you walk away. And it's such a powerful thing to do. Such a powerful thing. But I, I will tell you, as a family member, it's actually one of the scariest things that a family member can do is express really difficult, challenging feelings that they are feeling to their loved one because they are petrified of how it's going to be received. Family members often think things like, I might hurt them. I might damage them. They can't deal with this. They'll never be able to deal with this. They're going to go out and use if I say this. And they might. That may be something that happens. It's not your fault. You may feel like it's your fault again, but it's not your fault. But this is the first step. How do you know or how will your loved one ever learn to cope with the fact that their actions affect people in a negative way? How will they ever learn to cope with that and deal with that if they're never faced with it? They're never challenged to actually learn to cope with that. But also, you, you just said, I just remembered teaching the IOP one year, and we were talking about the reasons that people use. Okay, so there's, you know, the fact that my mother just told me that she's angry. There's the fact that, you know, I just got paid. And then there's the fact that it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. <laughs> or I just, because I woke up, and of course I'm going to use. So it's like, I also think it's really important that we don't take too much power in this situation. It's like, oh, they're going to use or relapse or try to kill themselves because I told them I was angry. If you dump on them, that's a different story. But if you say I'm angry and I have to walk away, that is a completely different story. That's not an abusive act. That's really just you speaking the, your truth. 
And let me just also parcel this out a little bit too, because I think this is a really important piece. Kayla, when you talk about going on and on and giving a, a big, huge explanation as to why you're angry, right? I'm really angry because you went out and you used and you left me at home with ruminating thoughts and that's blaming. So I'm angry because of what you did, because of your behavior. Well, that's blaming. And it also puts the onus of making you feel better through their actions. So in other words, hey, loved one, I want you to learn how to deal and cope with your own feelings and not blame me for it. You know, I don't want to hear about how daddy and I got divorced 10 years ago, and that's why you're using. I don't want you to do that anymore. I, what I want you to do is learn how to cope with your own feelings, but I don't want to have to cope with my own feelings. I want you to behave in a particular way so that I feel better. When in fact, by keeping it short, it doesn't blame anybody. It's a basic statement. This is how I am feeling in this moment right now. And I need space because I got to go deal with my own feelings. Yes. And I've actually said to my son, look, I'm angry right now. And it is not your responsibility to make me feel to calm me down. So I'm going to go calm down by myself. And then we can talk about it later. And that alone, like that left him speechless. Yes. I think all he said was, oh. <laughs> but also you're modeling. You're modeling. It's like they're having feelings too, but they're like, I'm angry. I'm going to go get high. That's the big pause that they take. But instead it's like, I'm feeling my feelings and I'm going to go take responsibility and take care of myself and figure out how to soothe myself and express myself. And maybe I need to go journal and maybe I need to talk to some trusted person and maybe I need to talk to my therapist, or maybe I need to go do some kind of physical activity or meditate or breathe or whatever. And you're not, I'm not saying that you're going to say those things, but unless you are going to say, okay, I, I'm really angry. I'm going to go breathe right now. That's not like you're going through your list of self-care, which is obnoxious. But what happens is that you're modeling, I'm having a feeling I'm going to put some kind of self-care practice into place, but I am going to remove myself and not dump this on you. That's the modeling. Right, which is exactly what we're talking about. You hit the wall, you hit the wall. There it is, the wall's right in front of you. And what we're telling you is that one of the best things you can do right then and there is maybe make a statement of how you're feeling. I don't care who's standing in front of you, but make a statement of how you're feeling. And then it's off to finding a way to soothe yourself yes. and engage in self-care. And when it's really big, because when we're talking about a wall, we're really talking about something that's much larger. It isn't those day-to-day -day incidents that you're having. It's like a buildup and a buildup, and you're just kind of getting pummeled, and you literally are catastrophizing because you can't help it. You know, you are saying things like, I cannot go on. To me, that's the wall. Then this means that you really do need to engage and maybe higher levels of self-care. And what I mean by that is reaching out to maybe a professional and saying, I need an emergency appointment. Maybe you have a preferred counselor or therapist that you see, or maybe it's it literally might be, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm going to give 
my local, you know, hospital here in our area, maybe McLean's or Butler Hospital in, in Rhode Island and say, you know what, I need to enter an IOP myself for my mental health because I need to gain the strength back because I know I've got to get myself through that wall again. I'm useless when I'm in front of that wall. But, but also there's useless and then there's depleted and feeling like you have nothing left. You don't have options because you can't even think straight. That's the wall. The wall is this like you have nothing left in your system to give and something has to shift. And what you're talking about, Lori, is really increasing the self-care potential so that you can fuel back up. Dominique? I noticed that when we're talking about a wall, there's something that you're both saying, which is it's overwhelming. It's an accumulation. There's there's a way we're seeing things that makes us want to just sit in the mud and just stop. And I've been there a few times in the last couple of years, and I actually lost feeling from the waist down. That's how overwhelmed, how big the wall was. And a lot of it had to do with how I was multiplying the problems and adding them up and getting confused and lost. And, and that feeling is completely disempowering, right? You have to stop at that moment and just find a way to evaluate what's going on in a much more reasonable way. And then I would add this other word that I haven't heard today, which is patience. Patience for ourselves when we hit these walls and patience for our loved ones that need to hit walls that, you know, you the patience to watch our loved ones struggle at this, make small efforts and, and then give up and go back to full out use or, you know, it's around and around it goes. The wall and the patient seem to be related to me because our fear is that we can't do anything in that moment when we hit those walls. We are completely disempowered. And then we're looking at our loved one who's out there doing everything that they've been doing that's just incredibly dangerous, so discouraging. You know, this is a this is a time we all hit it and it feels as though a really good helping of self-compassion, teasing out sort of, am I really just adding everything on to everything. I see my friends do it and I go, you know, you're doing this. You're adding this to that, to that. And you're saying, this is going to be the end. <laughs> so just a couple thoughts I had on that. Yeah. I love what you're saying, Dominique. The word that came to mind was self-compassion, having self-compassion. But I also think that there is a period where you can't even be self-compassionate when you're hitting the wall that you'd no. It's almost like what we talked about in the very beginning, where you do have to feel your feelings. You have to kind of be down in the muck with it. I think the issue is, is that we can, some of us can go into that muck and can't get out of it, can't figure a way out of it. That's when I think we're talking about, okay, then maybe you do need higher levels of self-care and reaching out. Like maybe you do need an antidepressant or an anti anxiety, or you need to talk to your therapist, you need to go on a retreat, you need to go to an IOP yourself, which I don't know how many of you know, there are IOPs for mental health as well. It, it doesn't have to be substance use disorder. So I think that you are the expert on yourself. And you know what your typical response might be when you are hitting the wall. But I think that just like what Kayla said, becoming aware of who you are and what your response is 
is really key. And then determining what is it that I need? Do I need to reach out to my therapist? Or am I going to be good enough just going and doing a gong bath? What is it that I need? Do I need to talk to my primary care doctor? Do I need to surround myself with the people in my meetings? What is it that I need? And just feel your feelings. Feel your feelings until they are toned down and they're more manageable and then reach out and figure out what it is that's going to help you get to a level where things are a bit more manageable and you can take steps forward. Time for the summary. I think it's time for the summary. Silence is is a wonderful thing. So just sit and think for a little bit, but yes. <laughs> Today we talked about hitting the wall, which is interesting because I was thinking that it's different from burnout because burnout is more like this fatigue, exhaustion. You just like are completely depleted and it's not necessarily an emotional state. It's really this entire full body exhaustion. And what hitting the wall is about, it's much more emotionally based that your emotions are actually heightened and that your emotions start to feel unmanageable because they're so big and you don't know what to do with them. So that's how I would differentiate hitting the wall. And so what we're talking about is taking it as an opportunity to take a break. So that's the pause, that's the stepping back. You get to claim your emotions with the other person, but you need to say it very briefly and then be really clear that you are gonna go take care of yourself with it. And this is a process that involves you actually taking a moment with yourself and asking yourself, well, how bad is this? How much help do I need? And how do I get the help that I need to get through this? And that you become the focus of your own attentions in terms of seeking help and really, really being honest with yourself about what you need to get through this particular time, because it's usually based on an accumulation of stressors that feel like it's just too much. And if you don't stop and step back and get what you need, you're not going to be helpful to anybody. And also, it's kind of impossible to move through this without taking a break. So what we're really talking about is allowing yourself the compassion and the patience to take a break, get your needs met, and figure out what, what's happening for you and, and what will get you through this. Okay, great. Thank you, ladies. Thank we you. We'll talk again next week. Thanks for listening. We hope this episode of Coming Up for Air spoke to you. If you're listening in today on a podcast platform that isn't the Allies member site, please take a moment to give us a five-star rating. This helps others find the show more easily. If you have a suggestion for a new topic or a guest for the show, please reach out through the Contact Us form on alliesinrecovery.net. Special thanks to our hosts, our guests, and our production team.